You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to the Dumpster Fire. <laughs> oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. Welcome to the Grolix Nights, Paul and Jesse. What? Somebody's got well, motorcycle. <laughs> That's not even me. No, 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 uh, no motorcycle clown gangs tonight. <laughs> All right. So here's what's on the agenda today. We are going to talk about uh, Brightburn and then. Uh, I want to talk about the Joker trailer because I just watched it. I know it came out like a day or two ago, but I just watched it. And uh, then we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right. So I swear, I swear to God, I heard crickets for a moment. (laughs) Like for real crickets. That's not what you want to hear. I say you might have. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. It's just like. Oh my god! I'm gonna listen back for it. It's yeah, okay. Yep, I'm not the only one. You probably evil I, inside said it as well. There, there are in fact crickets around me. That's hilarious. Okay, I couldn't even do it for comedy. <laughs> okay, so first off, uh, I guess because I don't know how interested Melanie is in this, let's talk about the Joker trailer. The final, as they call it, the final Joker trailer is out. We've seen another one. This one seems like it's about as long as that last one. But I feel like this one gives quite a bit more of the plot out than the last trailer did. This one makes me actually want to see the movie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Interesting. So you weren't on board with the last trailer? Well, I was. I I was just waiting to see. I, I wanted to see more where they were going with it. Uh, you know, because I, I was leery about that whole, okay, here's Joker, but he's not part of anything. We're just, we're going to do a standalone Joker movie, you know, but they weren't giving you anything. It's just, here's Joker. And yeah, no. With this one, they, it, they appear to delve more into the backstory that everyone seems to know and love with, you know, the failed comedian, the, you know, my life's crap. Let's turn to crime. I mean, I got a little sense of that from the first trailer, but the first trailer really highlighted more the tone and I guess the mental illness aspect of it. Uh, and this one definitely gave more insight into the plot. Like, clearly he has evil inside. Can you call? Sure. Call in. <laughs> What's going on? How's it going? It's going all right. Uh, you had said, <laughs> I'm gonna re- you're going to call it and I'm going to read your comments. Uh, I was on the fence, too, because the plot was a bit off from what I knew. Slow Lane Texas says if Oscar can be given for trailers alone, they would have already they would have two already. Both were really good. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> I, I've, I, I get the sentiment, but that seems so funny to me. But I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is. You know, he commits. Right. So, yeah, he's good. He's good. Uh, evil said, did you have thoughts? What is going on? I'm like, yeah, I was, uh, I was pretty excited when I saw, there was another guy. I saw a clip of him doing an audition for the Joker and I was really disturbed by it because I wasn't sure if he was serious or not. And I forget the name. Maybe it was Joaquin Phoenix. I don't know how many 
screens you screenings you've seen for auditions for the Joker that you. But uh, there's one particular YouTube where he was in character, and some dude came out in some cheesy Batman like just over the shoulder mask thing, mm-hmm. and I don't know, like he kind of sold the scary of Joker, but he didn't really he didn't convince me that he was serious, which maybe was kind of a good thing because I don't know. I feel like Joker's unpredictable in itself. So yeah. Yeah. So do you, did the trailer give you a sense of, um, I think it was low lane or somebody that basically summed it up the same gist that I I have interest in seeing it now. Whereas before with the last trailer, I I literally was just kind of like dumbfounded and a little bit the familiar stories that I knew weren't really lining up. Okay, sure. Oh, Richard in the comments uh, asked if it was the Tommy Wiseau Joker. Yes. And if, yes. if that's what you're talking yeah. about, that was not serious. No. Okay. Yeah. It totally seemed poke funny, but at the same time, like if he was really trying to go for it, I mean, he was genuinely translating psychotic. So I was like, yeah, I mean, that might work, I guess, but you know, teach your own. So, I love the crickets. Oh my god, it's so brutal and funny. <laughs> you know, it went. I stopped talking for a moment, and then the other two guys were quiet, and I heard crickets, and I was like, you, "I nope, nope, nope." So that's, that's how it's going to be. Psychoses. It's just kicking in. I can yeah. self-edit out the cars going by. I can't edit out the crickets. <laughs> you chase them off. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, so I was on board with the idea itself sounded so bizarre. I mean, we didn't really ever get much insight into what the story itself is. Just that, I don't know, the more that came out about this as we kind of watched the news, you know, Walking Phoenix and was cast as Joker. Here's a little something, a little short clip. And it's just like, what is this? I was baffled by it. But the more I see, I'm so on board and not not really it being a joker movie is part of it but i'm more on board because it looks like an awesome movie and i don't know what it's gonna be exactly or where it's going but knowing that it's at least somewhat based on the character of the joker that at least at least gives me an idea of like i don't know yeah it'll go towards crime or something Mm -hmm. and this new trailer it kind of seems like in some way, he's, I don't know, it doesn't seem like your normal, like, he's not knocking over banks. Like, he's starting some type of a clown movement. I don't, I don't know what is going on, but it, it looked <laughs> kind of interesting. In the house. <laughs> yeah, it looked like he was going straight V for Vendetta, like clown revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first trailer seemed like you got more of the vulnerable disturbed version of the character and here you get more you see more scenes where he's he's confident he's like obviously at some point he breaks through and is like well here's my game plan and he's he's pursuing it so you kind of see some confidence and even like some charisma i mean not that walking phoenix doesn't have charisma but that's like what we've seen of his character in this up till this point charisma isn't really the way i would put it and in this trailer, it seems like you do get some charisma out of him. I'd say this is Johnny Cash if you went on a crime spree. 
<laughs> I like yeah. the addition of um, of De Niro too, as kind of like a like a late night talk show host guy. What I didn't even realize. I didn't even realize. <laughs> I, I think he's supposed to be Letterman or something. Wow, I didn't realize it was De Niro. Say so my biggest rub from the trailer was, and they do it in every Joker Joker related thing. It's always there. It's, what is this? Some kind of joke to you? Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's like, come on, just once. I would like for that not to happen. Maybe that's just in the trailer. Maybe it's trailer exclusive. <laughs> I can hope. I don't know the scenario in which he essentially gets roasted on this live or on this uh, t- talk show. But I do like the joke that they made fun of about how when he was a kid, he told everybody he wanted to be a comedian and everyone laughed. Well, no one's laughing now. God, that's a that's a good <laughs> that's, joke, man. That's, that's a good line. Yeah, I, I like, like that one. A real punchline. <laughs> oh, 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 Jesse's gonna have to step his pun game up. Oh, okay. <laughs> puns, always the puns. I'm intrigued. I mean, it's it's it looks good. I just I I again I don't know what what say beyond it was a good trailer. You know, piqued my interest. I mean, given our last cinematic take at uh the Joker, you can only go up. I'm still yeah. baffled by it. It just does not look like the kind of movie, I guess, having the Joker connection. I don't know. I'm thrilled because it does not look like the kind of movie that would normally get a whole lot of mainstream attention if it didn't have the Joker connection. So whatever. It's a movie I'd be interested to see if it wasn't Joker based on what I've seen. So, Well, and in the all MCU uh, Marvel movie landscape, I'm kind of excited to see something different, too. Yeah. yeah. Are you trying to say that <laughs> Planet for Mars, 30 Seconds to Mars, didn't pull off the Joker for you? I don't know. I don't know. Oh. Did he? Did he? <laughs> no. No, he did not. Let's be honest. It wasn't that good. And we just kind of tolerated it because Harley Quinn was there to save the day with her quirkiness. So, uh, I mean, I didn't. Bit. I I I watched it, but I don't know if I guess tolerate would be the right word. <laughs> but <laughs> there's a lot of roles I would cast him as. Joker was not one of them. Or two. <laughs> <laughs> not in the top three. <laughs> All right. Hey Melanie. Hey. Hi. What's going on? Hey. Hello. Sorry I'm sorry I'm late. No, it's fine. We were hey. just doing news. Um, hey, evil inside. Uh, since yeah. I, four people starts to bump into kind of a a lot of possible over chat. So, hey, do you have? I can, I can step down. I have uh, one thing that I want to offer before I bounce. Yes, please do. I'll still be listening. Okay. So I heard a funny story and I had to share it. I don't know if you guys have heard it, but I'm just going to share it anyway. So there was a guy robbing a store, and I think it was a hardware store. It doesn't matter. But while he was robbing the store, the guy's truck got stolen. <laughs> so there's yes, that. I saw that. Ending on a good <laughs> note. The robber got robbed. Have a great day, fellas. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. Do, do you have anywhere you want to direct people? Do you have a website or anything like that? Oh, uh, yeah. You can follow me on uh, 
live cast here. I do a thing on Saturdays, just uh, 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. And if you really want, I also sometimes update a Twitter with information that almost is valuable to follow. Uh, so if you want to cruise that, that that's fun too. So I throw right. some random pictures around. So yeah, appreciate man. Thank you. Yeah, Sweet. no problem. All right. Thanks for calling in. And yeah, dude, keep chatting us up if you want. For sure, man. Chill. All, All right. right have a good one, guys. Yep, bye. I like that pitch for <laughs> you share things that are almost valuable. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even feel like we do that. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, and it's it's evident. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like my Facebook updates. It's like, yeah, sometimes they're valuable. Mine that are thing. always hilarious, and that's all they need to be. <laughs> okay so i've so, got a i've got a news uh article before we quick uh b- quick before we yeah. shift gears i'm sure uh and uh i've already i think i've already shared it but i don't know if i shared it in any of our grolic stuff uh because you guys are probably sick of hearing it but i don't care cobra kai's first season is free with that is it yeah so everybody that was like i don't know if i want to pay for it you don't have to you just have to suffer through the ads uh, but you can watch the first season, and you should because it was rock solid. Yeah, the first I season was good. I enjoyed it, and I'm not. I'm not. I like Karate Kid, but I'm not. You know, a Jesse level fanatic about it. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, that felt underhanded. I didn't mean it to be, but you know, <laughs> season two will also start dropping like weekly episodes for free. Um, that's what I'm waiting for. A, yeah. See, that's coming up, and uh, so yeah check it out uh there's there's news articles on it out today but as far as i know season one is already out and for free but it's only going to be for free until like the 12th when they start doing the weekly season two episodes like then season one goes back behind the paywall that's on youtube right that's on youtube so So go follow the cobra kai channel on youtube if you are uh, a smart individual that likes great shows <laughs> I mean, I'm not biased. I'm totally no. biased. So, are we going to get a kickback for your promotion of that? We should. Man, that'd be sweet. And you just unintentionally punned. <laughs> Did you uh, see the the one the Karate Kid with Will Smith's son in it? Uh, yes, and it shouldn't be called the Karate Kid because yeah. it's kung fu. Oh, okay. I, I never saw it. <laughs> no, it's, I mean it's all right, but it it doesn't. It's it's not even. Re- I mean, it's sort of a remake, but it's not even really a remake. It's like you know, a repaint. Yeah. It's like a reskin. It's weird. So, uh, Brightburn. What's that? Was the movie homework? So, if anybody in the chat has seen it, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. I feel like maybe you haven't though. Why, Brightburn. Why are they not though? I mean, it's a it's a evil. Superman story. That's like, how can you not want to see that? That's it, awesome. It's such a great premise for a movie. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It is a great. And the premise. trailer had me hooked, sold. Yep. For, for Again, reason. should get an award for the trailer. The, re- <laughs> the reviews are were, the only thing you should get an award for. Worrisome. <laughs> All right. Brightburn overview. What if a child from another world <laughs> crash landed on Earth, but instead of becoming a hero, he proved to be something far more sinister. So, yeah, I mean, it's Superman. It's the origin story of Superman, but different. Uh, this was written by Mark Gunn and Brian Gunn and directed by David Yarvosky. 
Yarovsky, and I think I said it right the first time. And let's see, starring the guy from The Office, the boyfriend of the receptionist, uh, David <laughs> Denman. That's all I could see him as. Also has Elizabeth Banks. Uh, the, the the kid is Jackson A. Dunn. It's got Matt Jones. Ant Man from Endgame. What? He's twelve year old Ant Man from Endgame. Oh, is he? Yeah. Both. This sounds like a cinematic universe in the making. He, he, he was a little. He was a little antsy. I could tell. I could tell. Yep. Yep. That's all, folks. Uh, I can tell <laughs> in your voice, Good night, everybody. You, you weren't. <laughs> uh, Evil inside's got to go. Thanks, Wolf. Thanks for sticking around and chatting us up. So, Brightburn. Brightburn. I was super excited for this movie. Me too. I was very, very excited. I was a little worried when I seen reviews weren't great, but I was like, well, it's a horror movie. People, you know, whatever. Maybe they expected. No, nobody expected a superhero movie, right? No, right. no. So what did you guys think of Brightburn? I think it, I, I think it was the shell of something that I love or would love for sure. Yeah. So when we finished this, Melanie, you said you liked it. I do like it, but I do like it, but I totally get why people don't like it. I, I like I, it, but I think that there's way more that they should have done with it and definitely could do with it. But now they can't because they didn't get good reviews, you know? Yeah, I don't um, hate it. That's raving, <laughs> raving reviews. <laughs> I, I, I felt like there was a dot 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 after that. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> it it kind of goes along with my rating. Out of five stars, I give it a two and a half with a four star potential. Yeah, it had so much it could have built on. They just fell short on so many missed opportunities. Mm-hmm. I yeah, like- I mean, that's... You nailed exactly my thoughts on it. I feel kind of bad. I feel like maybe I... I feel like I jaded your opinion of it a little bit, Melanie, or maybe not not your actual opinion of it, but after it was over, Melanie said she liked it, and I was like... I was very disappointed in it, and proceeded to complain quite a bit. But I think that I liked it more than you because I saw a lot of open possibilities that if if somebody wanted to take the time to make a sequel or something, they could expand on all of it and make it make that a good movie. I just but you know, thinking about it, nobody's gonna make another one of these because it didn't do well. So Dreams anyway. Gone once too. I, I seen I also seen possibilities but in my mind they're miss they're they're what wasted potential it, it, it there there are so many areas which this movie could have really excelled and it just it didn't if i'd watched this movie and it wasn't something i was excited for or you know i didn't have like expectations going into it uh, i think i'd been fine with it but because i was super excited for the premise I expected better and it was just very middle of the road because for, for example, here's, here's what I mean. So we, it's Superman origin story, but it turns out the Superman child is, is evil and they could have leaned into the 
like the omen type aspect or mm-hmm. uh, Rosemary's baby isn't right, but I had said Rosemary's baby, but just, they could have like, th- that's just one facet of horror that they could have really leaned into to make this thing feel less surface because it felt very surface to me. Uh, the idea of, and they touch on it, but not, not enough. The idea of, you know, I guess the parental horror of like, you're, ch- you have this child and they're normal or, you know, whatever, maybe somewhat special, but then like, there's something wrong with them. And that kind of arc is an arc in and of itself. And here that's not an arc. It's he's normal. He's normal. He's normal. He's 12. And suddenly he's dead inside. Like there's no progression. It's just boom. Maybe that's right. scarier, but I don't know. It felt like a different presentation would have made that a lot better. If I were going to, if I were going to rate this, I think I'm still going to give it like a three out of five. Um, I, I did really enjoy it, but again, I, I also fell into that. I had an expectation and it just wasn't going to, I guess it just wasn't going to live up to it. But part of the reason that I feel like it didn't live up to it is it didn't go all in on any of the levels that it could have. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the kid is evil, but the whole time we're getting this vibe that he's not completely evil. It's like, but really like a, a switch has been flipped and now he's a sociopath. It's like, boom, now he's a sociopath, but they still toy with it. Like, Oh, is he though? And, and right up to the end, like, do you, you're, you're like, am I going to see some compassion out of this kid? I don't know. I don't know. And instead of building tension, it just felt wishy-washy. Then also on the other hand, they didn't go all in on the super power thing either. Like feels like they should have made him a little more bumbling. Like he didn't understand his powers very well uh, because, and that like he's reckless because he's a kid and he's, you know, mercurial and he's, uh, you know, like they, I don't know. They, they did not really give him very many weaknesses except for the ship. You know, they, they gave him the classic kryptonite style weakness, but they basically made him proficient in all of his abilities really fast. And yet they did the 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 horror trope of of dragging out the death to give you this this idea of tension. But all I could think was this is going way too long. There's there's no way it would take him this long. He can see her right now. Yeah. Yeah. She's dead. You know, like, why isn't she dead yet? So basically, there's so many elements that this pulls from that I think are potentially fantastic, but it doesn't really play on any of them well. Like you were talking about, he not only is there a switch and he's like instantly just a sociopath, but yeah, he's he has instantly mastered all of his powers. Like there's none of if you're going to do the Superman origin story, at least take some of the stuff that makes that interesting or fun. And that's like the learning the powers. But think about if they would have took taken that aspect of like discovering his powers, maybe not nailing it right the first time, except like apply it to a sociopath who's hurting animals or something like that. Just, you know, I just want to watch movies where children hurt animals. Apparently <laughs> I, I would have been, I, I would have been fine with it's okay. If he learns his powers or knows his powers instantly, it's okay. If it's like a flip switched to me, if they would have explored more that whole uh, thing that they played with, like hated at with the uh, the wasps or something, yes, where it's like yeah. you know he's he's like a larva or something, and then he it doesn't literally, but like he 
gets out, it comes out of his shell into a new his new form, and that is the sociopath, and that already knows its uh, powers, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But they didn't really get enough into it to like. Maybe he should have had like found some crystals and had you know them talk to him like Superman does in his castle or not in castle, Fortress of Solitude. But I mean, I know that's not the same thing. But maybe something like that, just anything to kind of explain it, so that people knew what was going on. That then I would have been able to accept all of it. But they didn't do that. They, I mean, they hinted at stuff, but they didn't get into any of it. And if they would have spent more time on that than like making people's deaths super gory, it probably would have been better. That was another thing. Like it did the slow, the horror movie slow, trying to build tension thing, but it really wasn't that effective to me. Like I, I see what they were doing and maybe I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the direction or something, but it just didn't really work for me. It didn't feel like, Oh, this is a cool, creepy tense scene. It felt like let's get onto it. And then when it got onto it, like if you think of Superman's powers and then think, well, what if you could make a super gory R rated horror movie with it? The interesting things you could do with crazy Superman powers, but they didn't really do anything interesting like that first the that first lady in the cafe that was i mean fine it's off screen that's fine but that was super weak ultimately you know the slow tension buildup didn't work for me and i felt like they didn't really utilize his powers in a particularly interesting way so it just left me with some cgi extreme gore some of it was with, like gratuitous and silly like yeah. why would she pull the glass out of her eye yes like thank you you're not supposed to do that like everybody know my my kids know you're not supposed to pull it out. I don't yeah. even know that she'd have been able to. I don't know. Focus on it enough to do that. You know, I don't want to get into spoilers, so it does because it doesn't really matter. But he uses laser laser eyes on one, and I was like, well, that's not inventive. But I mean, if you're doing a Superman thing, yeah, you got to do that. And I guess the truck thing was kind of interesting, but I don't know, not really. Like it just. I feel like maybe part of it was budgetary too. Like it doesn't seem like this was a very big budget movie, which is fine. And I feel like they were wise to lean into his super speed to where Mm -hmm. you just don't see it. So they don't have to even do the effect, but he can essentially just kind of materialize wherever he needs to be instantly. Cause he's, you know, I'm assuming super speed. All of this should have been the sheriff. They should all have been that. Oh, that was the, oh, I'm just so glad you reminded me. That was the one I liked because that was like the closest we got to. What if Superman flew straight into a human at full speed? That's what you got to oh see. Yeah. And it yeah, was just right. like, my eyes could even make sense of what it was. I was like, what? That was the best. Well, and the most legitimately creepy thing was probably when they were like hunting and they had the talk and he's and he's like, right now uh, it's okay yeah and he's like right now and then like that evening like that was the most that was probably the most like oh i'm i'm legitimately scared for the outcome of one of these characters now you know yeah. like that that was probably the best bit of horror for me in the whole thing his only his all of his interactions with that one girl were creepy to me like yeah breaking her hand was just not nice and but i you know worrisome and then but especially like after was it her mom already gone I don't know, but when he saw her around the mom time, uh, mm-hmm. it, whatever he said, I don't know. It was it made me feel like he was going to like go and keep her in a cocoon with him or something. I, it freaked me out. It was all because she was nice to him in the beginning. Yeah. Yep. So, be a that'll keep <laughs> 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 everybody. 
everybody trying to hit, make me hit the explicit tag tonight. Um, everybody. <laughs> I do have to say though, I, I was the the truck scene. What threw me off the most about it was when he signed the pavement. If he hadn't signed the pavement, yeah, I think I, I, I think his evil comes with some OCD. I, 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 yeah, I so. oh yeah. I I find his serial killer calling card thing is a weird trait. Why did he? Why 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 do that? But then take the time to try to cover it up. You know. Yeah. Uh, hmm. It was kind of subtle. They toyed with uh, split personalities. Right. Mm, but I also again I kind of argue that that's one of the things they didn't really know if they wanted to go all in on is like, I mean, yeah, that'd be a cool concept, but lean into it then. Yeah. It didn't, I don't know. It didn't feel like split personality to me. It felt like just inconsistent writing, but also why, why did that dude get the truck and drive away? I, I don't know. Yeah. He's like, Oh no, this evil thing is here with my sleeping wife. I'm going to run on leave her there. Yeah, it's a weird decision. But I mean, you know, it followed oh. him, so. Survival, man. <laughs> me or you, I'm picking me. Yeah, I guess so. Plus, he had been drinking, so maybe his uh, judgment was a little off. <laughs> and and it's set, it set up for the perfect kill that he couldn't get blamed for, and then he signs the road. <laughs> <laughs> Where the rubber meets the road. Cool. It's going to be chalked up to a. He was driving drunk. Oh, here, oh, yeah. let me sign this. That was <laughs> yeah, yeah. thanks. That was another aspect that I liked that was there, but I feel like uh, a lot of this comes down to like, well, some of it because I have one other major complaint, but it it kind of feels like they just didn't have the time, and maybe they did go into some of this and it got cut. But I noticed this movie is ninety minutes. 90 yeah. minutes. So that seems like a movie Very that's cool. either like struggling to get to 90 minutes or we need to cut back to at least 90 minutes because that's what's mandated, you know. Right. I don't know which is the case, but because it feels like both. It feels like it was too long and it felt like it wasn't long enough because what they needed to spend more time on was some of the stuff that Melanie was talking about. Like they needed to go into that backstory a little bit more to, you know, I mean, I know I get that they were trying to make it an obvious reference to Superman, but I think the more interesting stuff was how he wasn't. That was the whole point, you know, like at what point do you diverge? And then I felt like the ending where they were just like, look, it's like evil justice league. Oh, that's a big spoiler, isn't it? <laughs> I don't, I don't Not know. necessarily because I mean, yeah. You know, they didn't have to do the wasp thing if they didn't want to, but then give him some kind of a reason. Like, if it's not going to be the that, make it trauma, make it something. Just, you know, I didn't, I don't know, have have some some reason for him to change and, and us to realize it, you know, rather than nothing happening. I didn't mind that. I mean, I guess when you think about it, it's explained in one off piece of dialogue that totally would have flew by me if Melanie didn't point it out. But I, I didn't mind that because I was like, whatever. We all know it's Superman analog. You, you could you could do that if you need. But oh, I might as well get to my other complaint. There is some kind of bad writing, bad character writing. So he goes to his aunt's house, who is also like her, the school counselor. The town counselor. 
So she knows this kid has issues. And he essentially threatens her. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm going to walk home or whatever. Or she sends him to walk home. She doesn't invite him in for one, which I thought was weird. She doesn't offer to give him a ride home, which I thought was weird. And then when he leaves after having just threatened her, she doesn't call his parents. Like, right. And maybe she was trying to be the cool aunt, but that's not the case. She's also a counselor. Like, she should know that kind of behavior should probably be addressed. I don't buy that she wouldn't call her parents. And I was really like, at that point, I was like, no, 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 nope, nope. Yeah, no, all she does is text, hey, turn off my ringer. I'm going to bed. Yeah, I. she grabbed the phone and I was like, I, I even said out loud, I was like, okay, good. I was starting to really get worried. And then she texts, yeah, texts her husband that she's going to bed. It's like, really? That's that's <laughs> what you're doing? And you know, I get the, you know, the mom's supposed to have a special bond or something with him. And the dad doesn't, I guess, much. But it seemed like the dad was really quick to be like, no, he's an alien. He's evil. Like, right away. He didn't, didn't take much to convince him. And I thought that was kind of weird. You know, it's interesting. I even got that impression from, I remember getting that impression from the trailer and yeah, the movie doesn't waste any time getting mm-hmm. to that. He's. I mean, the dream sequence. Have... The dream sequence kind of helped that along. Um, that was so but they should have maybe. It. Yeah, they should have maybe revealed that dream sequence a little sooner, because it's like, okay, this this dude's likely not going to survive another fifteen minutes of this movie at this point. Now we get the the reveal that he's always been a little iffy on yeah, this. That, that would have made so much. I don't know. That would have been played. I th- I feel like that would have played so much better earlier in the movie to kind of set up like the whole thing the, to yeah. set up his, yeah. The seeds of like his suspicion or whatever, his doubt. Yeah. It comes so late. I guess it's supposed to kind of minor spoilers, but it's kind of supposed to vaguely set up his motivation for what he's about to do. But I don't know. That was a bad call. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, that was that was definitely a bad call. I, I was a little surprised. We're gonna go full spoilers. I was a little surprised he went for the headshot. I was like, wait, what? You're like, not even just gonna like old, old yeller. And <laughs> yeah, it, he, even that seemed one that a little said, quick. Like he's the one that said this kid's never been cut, never bled. Right. Well, and not, he's never even uh, witnessed it. And you I know, get that he found like a bloody shirt or whatever, but he didn't find definitive proof of anything at that point. So that seemed just really rash. Well, I mean, he went from, oh, this kid's never had a cut in his life to let me put a slug in the back of his head. And then the look of surprise when it doesn't work. And his parents are bad parents. They're like, deny it, deny it, deny it. And then they're like, you know what? We're going to have to kill him now. There's no, like, sitting him down and trying to talk to him about it, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying with, like, the arc of that, just the kid's progression and how that, it just didn't work. It just felt well, like... See, that, that's where the Kents got it right. They told uh, Clark when he was really young. It's true. So he knew. It's not uh, puberty and, oh, by the way, you're an alien. So, essentially, this movie felt like we need to get go from this point to this point to this point, because that's the plot of the movie. That's what we want to do. Uh, what should we do in the middle? Uh, slow, you know, it's a horror movie. So slow 
death, people walking around in quiet houses and then sudden gore. And that was disappointing to me. That said, I mean, it doesn't, it's a good looking movie. It doesn't look bad. I, I'm not sure what it is about the directing that throws me off, but I feel like it could have really been improved in that aspect. When all the, uh, like every time there's a victim, they all kind of, they all almost all had the same stock dialogue, which was to just swear, which I, I get, I get that, you know, you're, yeah, that's what you do like a WTF kind of thing. But like when you, that's your only line over and over and over. It's like, it takes me out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably right. Better movies than that. Right. And, 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 you know, that's his MO. Yeah. <laughs> but don't get me wrong. I like his movies, but the dialogue yeah. use work. I like some of his movies. There's another talk about just disappointments. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I feel bad for being so hard on this movie because, like I said, any other movie, I'd just be like, yeah, it was okay. It was not too bad. It was kind of middle of the road, but whatever. It wasn't – I didn't necessarily find myself rolling my eyes at it. But because I feel like – and this is, again, why I mentioned this after the, the Rob Zombie mention. When I feel like there's so much more potential and it still ends up just kind of middle of the road, then I'm. that's when I, I'll get a little extra hard on a movie. And, you know, this is this had the uh, opportunity to be proof of concept for this kind of thing. So, you know, Disney's going to be watching this kind of thing and say, oh, you know what? Brightburn didn't even hit. So new uh, new mutants. Nope. You're like, I, I, I worry it. It ruins the potential for future projects. And it shouldn't, me. you know, is new mutants still happening because I am on. I'm still on board for a horror superhero thing. I yeah. feel like we've gotten, a, I can't remember what offhand we've gotten some, there's been some interesting superhero properties that have touched on elements of horror, but like a straight well, that horror. Said, they are doing a Moon Knight project, which should oh, introduce uh, some of the monster squad, depending yeah. on where they go with that. Well, and then uh, the Dr. Strange movie is supposed to be the MCU's version of a horror movie, I guess. We'll see. <laughs> Everyone's like, hmm. Is it though? <laughs> <It's not gonna laughs> grumble, grumble. Uh, Mar- None of it's going to have any bite. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Uh, My biggest um, point of contention with Brightburn was it was a movie without a genre. Right. You mentioned that in chat, like uh, in messages. I, I. It was like, okay, if you look it up, it's listed as a drama sci-fi. I'm sorry, there was no drama. No, there wasn't. Yeah. There wasn't enough other than he's an alien with powers to list it as a sci-fi. I mean, I guess that's... If you think about when they do genres for superhero movies, they don't call them superheroes. So I guess sci-fi makes sense. And it's definitely the the one line of dialogue that explains his backstory is more sci-fi than fantasy. That said, like, you know, yeah, that sci-fi drama doesn't that's not it's they it's horror it's a horror superhero inspired horror thing huh? yeah it's more like event horizon than it is you know a sci-fi drama event horizon that's a movie that should be god awful but man i remember liking it i like oh it, yeah right, too. that's like the opposite yeah. of this and i get that's right. that is one that i thought i wouldn't like and then i watched it and i was like no yeah i like it no the director's a piece of crap but it's still a good movie yeah. <laughs> 
that's kind of harsh, I guess. The director has made a lot of super cheese, but uh, it's still a good movie. And this has, you know, I'm not familiar with the director, but, you know, it's got Mark Gunn behind it. What has this guy done? I should have looked into it. Well, you know what? This is the perfect movie for people who like to remake everything to remake, only make it better. Oh, God, yeah. By all means, remake this. They won't. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Or even just do a sequel that's be- that that kind of course corrects. You know, I think I don't think this is totally unsalvageable, um, but this was not the best first outing. Right. Get the, get the Ouija guy. One wants to. So. Oh, this guy. Okay, this guy directed the Hive. Uh, Melanie, we watched the Hive. Have you guys seen the Hive? I have not. Is it I've a prequel to this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't no. remember it. What was it? It's the one where again. Super cool premise should have been awesome. Was just kind of not. Uh, Do they take the world? Yes. Wait, is it the black <laughs> stuff um, like that drips out of their orifices and then they forget stuff? That one. Yes. Uh, overview. That, that could have been a really good movie too. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And it's it's not like, and that was a super low budget movie, but I I feel like it looked really good. But it just fell flat, and it's man, this guy, like, I don't know. That that was a great idea too. Exactly. Yeah, See, you gotta think you're gonna have to stop looking at the premises. So uh, y- we've really nailed on the negatives of this movie. Uh, we've kind of laid out one or two positives of this movie. Are there any other like things that we really actually liked about Brightburn? I, I like Elizabeth Banks. I, I was like, wow, I, I, she's still around. I haven't seen her in anything forever. And she's not in like a short skirt or anything. No, I thought she was fine. I gotta say she's fully dressed. Yeah. Good job. She actually this was actually some of her better, like least over the top acting in a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody else looks weird though. <laughs> but that's I don't want to be rude. But there's I, some strange looking people in the cast. I thought that the guys looked very like the, what they should look like for being farm guys. Yeah, that's that's a good point. It's actually one of the biggest things I liked was they kept the mutilated gore off scene. Yeah. What? Uh, the chick from the uh, restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was a weird choice to make to make this his like obsession with uh, like anatomy part of his like porn collection. I, I didn't like it, but that's I mean maybe that's how psychos do too. So I guess maybe it's normal, but that made me feel dirty. Well, yeah, no, but I liked that aspect because that actually kind of got into the psychology of the kid other than just he's dead inside. Yeah. You know? But it ties into yeah. that very uncomfortable and kind of creepy birds and bees speech that he gets uh, that Jesse mentioned earlier where the kids, the guy's like, uh, you know, it's natural. Everybody has urges you take care of, you know, every now and then. Right he's now? Like, right now. <laughs> So, no. yeah, like there was some creepiness into it. Um, this had a budget of seven million dollars, which is pretty small for a movie about any type of superhero power set. Yeah, right. It made thirty two million. So it made its money. I will say the overall cinematography was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they did get some really good shots in there. It just it was poorly edited together. I gave this a three, but I really, I gave it a three because I felt like I was being too harsh and maybe I'm still being too harsh. Uh, two and a half is where my kind of gut instinct felt like I, I totally 
in line with what Paul was saying earlier, but I gave it three because I was like, yeah, I mean, if you don't have high expectations for it, I think it's probably still worth a watch. If, oh yeah. If the premise is interesting to you. I'm not disappointed that I watched it. I, I'm disappointed that it didn't live up to my expectations. Yes. Was that, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that it didn't take a little more time on it. Uh, I would say I was going to give it a three, two, and then hope that somebody either remakes it or the guy that did Ouija 2 makes a sequel. They're not going to remake this. Sequel? I, I was reading the article, some articles about it afterwards, and <laughs> there were a lot of people that were like, you know, as much as I hate the movie... I could instantly sit down and watch a sequel. Yeah. And a month ago, James Gunn's like, I wouldn't say a sequel is out of the realm of possibility. It's like, oh, you're going to have to do some heavy rewrites. Well, I mean, I guess it just depends on what they do. If if the sequel thing I read as it could be open for a sequel, but also potentially just this is how superhero movies are expected to end. So we're going to do it and we're going to do it by way of Michael Roker, uh, playing in Alex. What's it? Alex, was Jones, Alex Jones. Analog yeah. <laughs> going on about some conspiracy about the witch and the super boy thing. And yeah, that was my favorite part of the whole movie. <laughs> crazy. Michael Roker. That's a, that's my favorite part of any movie with a crazy Michael Roker. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm Alex Jones, y'all. Like as soon as he came on, I about fell off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is though, I really like the classic original superhero origin story done as a horror movie and they're not going to be able to do that as a sequel. But I guess if a sequel is just any horror movie with a superhero type you know, based on a superhero premise, yeah, they could do sequels. And I'd so, if we've got time, what what do you think uh, a sequel should be? Like, should we go Secret Identity, where this kid now goes a little bit more undercut? You know, like I don't know, incognito, because he's worried that they might come up with a way to take him down. I don't buy it. I don't buy that. That's a possibility. Even though the end of this movie hints at that, where he distinctly covered everything up. Total spoilers, but. Mm-hmm. I don't buy that he would do that. Nothing in his personality led me to other, other than the fact that he tries to cover things up, but then he tries for like two hours before he decides, ah, screw it. I'm just going to kill a bunch of people. So if anything, it's a story of a guy who tries to keep a secret identity and then just ends up killing everybody who knows and then covering that up badly till he's discovered and then kills everybody else. Well, I just buy that that would work with this character. If they just started it a little earlier, I could say maybe he was trying to hide it until he reached like adulthood, and then and then he was like, "Well, now they can't hurt me," and then he'd just go buck wild. Actually, that, that's about where I was going. He was uh, he was what twelve at the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so for a sequel, about a ten year time jump. He spent a few years in and out of foster homes. And now he's been, I'd say, in an asylum. Where he's been able to focus his powers and stuff like that. And then he comes out to take the world. I'm tired of this movie. (laughs) Let's stop (laughs) talking about it. All right, all right, all right. Hey, Jesse. Do you have anything anything coming up? Um, When this releases... uh, 
we will have, well, I mean, we being Paul and I will be going to uh, grand Minicon. So that'll be coming up this, uh, this weekend, I believe as you're hearing this, which is, which is not true because I'm, I'm talking to the people in the future. Hashtag okay. in the future. So hashtag the future is fine. Which hashtag weekend specifically? Fine. What's that would be September 6th uh, through 8th? It would be actually, it'll just be the 7th. And it's, uh, I believe it's okay. 11 to 4. Am I right, Paul? I so, yeah. Yep. 11 to 4 at the Grand Theater. Yep. Come buy some stuff and then hang around and watch the Goonies for free. For free. That's, that's awesome. I like Goonies. You've got some exciting news from the Electronic um, oh Media Collective starting in uh, September. What's happening, Randy? Okay, September 1st. So, listeners here on Cat, uh, CastBox, this Sunday, and if you're listening later on the Grolix podcast feed, uh, yesterday, so it's available now, uh, there is a new podcast launching, and you can find it first on electronicmediacollective.com. Uh, the podcast is called the Vicious Circle Podcast. It is Sid Udi's podcast, uh, aka Sid Vicious, Sid Justice, Psycho Sid. Yeah, no, he's a WCW, WWF when it was WWF. So I suppose WWE, like legend. So yeah. it's pretty awesome. And I have gotten a sneak listen at a couple of the episodes. And I am not a wrestling fan, but I still found this podcast very interesting because it's not, he does talk about his wrestling career and stuff, but it's not about wrestling exactly. It's, you know, if you were, listen, he was a pro wrestler through like the eighties and nineties. Dude's got some stories. So it's, yeah. So it's a pretty interesting show. And uh, that is launching this, this weekend, like I said, and it is, I guess you would say, like timed exclusive to EMC. So every episode will go up on the Electronic Media Collective website three days before it'll go on to any other websites. Uh, nice. So, yeah. so if you want it, if you want it first, you got to come to the Electronic Media Collective. Mm-hmm. Of course, it'll also hit iTunes and stuff, which is, or Apple Podcasts and stuff, which is, I'm assuming, how most people listen to it. But, listen. Nah. You wanna you wanna get it right away. You come to the you come to the EMC site. Um, yeah, I'm super excited about that. So I'm glad you mentioned that, Jesse. Thanks. Yeah. Also, what uh, what's coming up for uh, for the Grolic stuff? Uh, you know, uh, season Tarantino. How did how did that go? It went. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> it's over. Oh man. Yeah, Grolic C- Cinematic Universe. We just uh, last week released, or jeez, this week I guess. Uh, released the last episode of season three, which means we made it through all the Tarantino movies. We reviewed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which was, I thought was a pretty good uh, discussion. And then we also threw into our personal rankings the entire uh, Tarantino filmography of movies he wrote or uh, movies he directed. We didn't include um, like Four Rooms. I, I know he directed part of that, but you know, just his core filmography. Jasper did really good on that episode, I thought. He was very talkative that day, so I was very happy yeah. about that. He also did good in suggesting a theme for season four, which I didn't was on the fence about doing a theme until he suggested horror movies. And I was like, you don't have to twist my arm. <laughs> <laughs> 
not only that, but your interim, your interim season uh, thing, it's like you're not really taking much of a break because uh, fortuitous, uh, you're you're planning to do a special. Yes. So in September there is, and Paul is actually the one who pointed this out. In September, there is a Friday the thirteenth, which seems like the perfect excuse to do some Friday the 13th in some way, shape, or form on the podcast. So we're going to do an in-between season special, and that will actually set up going into season four quite nicely if we're going to do horror movies. And given that after September is October, we, we're gonna ha- we definitely got to get kicking on season four by October. So yeah, our break is going to be like one episode, taking one episode <laughs> off. Uh, that's a little disappointing to me, but whatever this has been a weird season so it went on a bit longer than it was intended to but that's okay uh, season four i'm excited for we have lots of ideas lots of plans but in the meantime go check out garlic cinematic universe no movie homework for next week i i'm not sure what movie we're going to do for the following week yet maybe we'll do a poll that i'll put up in a couple days who knows that sounds like uh, don't base it off the premise <laughs> What else are you supposed to go by? Yeah. I don't know. Not the trailer either. <laughs> Judge the book by its cover. I don't know. <laughs> if uh, if you are listening to the regular Grolix feed, uh, you should join us again next time where we will be reviewing the poll list pick of the month, which will be Sandman Volume 1. Ooh. Paul has an idea. Since we don't have movie homework, he had a question that, you know, we could all kind of ruminate on. And uh, listeners, if you have an answer to this, you should hit us up next week when we do another live cast with your answer. Uh, So basically, memorable movie soundtracks, specifically uh, movie soundtracks. It could be the song from a movie, movie soundtracks or the movie score. But basically, when you hear it, that it, it basically takes you right back to the movie or even a specific song. If you think about whatever that song is in, in Reservoir Dogs when the dude's cutting the cop's ear off. You know, stuff like that. So, uh, or Dirty Dancing, <laughs> when you hear a time of my life, you, you always picture the jump. Oh, dirty Dancing, is a that's a perfect example because that's the only thing I've ever could think of. What about the ones where, like, I have the soundtrack and I don't remember the movie, but I listened to the crap out of that soundtrack. Does that count too? That's different. Yeah, yeah that's. It sounds like good fodder for the episode, though. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's movie related. I'm saving it. It'll be there. All right. That's all I. That's all I got. So let's get out of here. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> our new sign off. Let's let's. Good cut. nights, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Grolix Podcast. The Grolix Podcast is an electronic media collective original production produced by Randall Sylvie. That's me. This episode was a condensed version of Grolix Nights, our weekly live cast originally streamed on CastBox. For more information, visit GrolixPodcast.com slash live. For more episodes of the Grolix Podcast or Grolix Cinematic Universe, visit GrolixPodcast.com or simply search us up on your podcast app of choice. Thank you for listening.
maybe they're in the bath and they're listening to it and they can't touch it because they'll they'll get electrocuted. <laughs> they yeah. can't touch it. Hmm. <laughs> or they'll go blind from touching it too much. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you guys, that's, I knew you guys rare. were taking it there. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay. If you're too busy pleasuring yourself while listening to our live cast to be able to chat, I get it. Give us a message later and let us know, and we'll be thoroughly creeped out. But at least we'll know. But we'll know you listened. We'll know you listen and that you care too much. You care a lot. What, like right now? (laughs) (laughs) 